Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today, I have a very special guest because she's the host of her own podcast as well. Her name is Rachel Cable. Rachel is a mindfulness mentor, blogger, and host of the Mindful Kind podcast. She's passionate about sharing her journey with mindfulness, as well as practical strategies and useful tips to help people around the world live more mindfully. Hi, Rachel. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm so well. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and doing this interview. Yeah, same. So you're calling from Australia, right? I am. Thanks for like coming on the show. I know it's really early for you, like 7.30 a.m. Yep. It's like afternoon for me, so I, I'm okay. Just I, I hope you can stay awake. Yeah, no, I'm all good. I've had my coffee and um, yeah, all ready to go. I'm really excited. Great. So first question, how did you discover mindfulness? Let's talk about where it came yeah, from. Yeah, awesome. So I was volunteering on the helpline at the Anxiety Recovery Center and I was studying psychology at university. So I just came across it like every now and again and it kind of stuck with me when I started practicing it myself. And I kind of realized how much I had been out of the moment and how much I spent my time stressing or worrying about the future and thinking about all the mistakes I've made in the past and just how not very present I was in my everyday life. And the more that I practiced mindfulness, the more that I realized how powerful it could actually be. And yeah, now I'm really passionate about sharing my journey and helping other people get started, I guess, with their own mindfulness practice. Well, can you describe in detail what life was like before mindfulness and then what it's like with mindfulness just to, so people understand, you know, where they're at with their life? Yeah, absolutely. So I might just use a bit of an example because it can kind of make things a bit clearer. So for example, in a relationship that I was in before I started practicing mindfulness, I felt very reactive, you know, I would have an emotional reaction and it would be very strong and I wouldn't feel like I was really, I wouldn't say in control because you can't really be in control of your emotional reactions, but I felt like it just kind of spiraled out of control and, Mm. you know, I wouldn't sleep well and we'd fight and it would be a real struggle just to kind of have this relationship because I didn't really feel like I was in tune with my own emotions and I couldn't communicate them. I didn't really know that my emotions were a result of the way that I thought and that my thoughts weren't even necessarily real. I just kind of believed all my thoughts. So now that I've been practicing mindfulness, it's made things a lot clearer that when I have a thought, you know, for example, um, oh, I'm so annoyed because my partner hasn't done the dishes. I'm like, oh, well, that's the thought that I'm annoyed and I'm feeling a little bit annoyed. Maybe I can communicate this to my partner in a little bit more of a gentler way, you know, say something like, I'm, I would love if you could help me do the dishes. I've had a bit of a stressful day at work 
and you know it doesn't need to escalate into anything else I feel like mindfulness has really helped me connect with my thoughts and my emotions and that's impacted my life in so many different ways from my relationships to my work to being creative and just the way that I think about myself and engage in self-care um, I'm sleeping so much better because there's not all this additional stress and I can kind of I can use mindfulness to relax myself now so taking deep breaths and just using all the little techniques that I've got to help bring myself back into the moment and calm down reconnect with how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and then kind of move forward in a bit more of a constructive way yeah can you talk more about the techniques that really helps you in the beginning to snap yourself back to mindfulness because I think it's it's hard for people who aren't used to being mindful it's hard for them to be aware of things right so what are some techniques that we can use yeah there are actually heaps of techniques and that's why I'm really excited and passionate about sharing mindfulness is because we don't even realize how much we can be mindful and a lot of us do it naturally you know if we get into the shower and we're not really thinking about anything else we're just paying attention to the nice warm water and the way maybe our shampoo smells you know that's being mindful but there are lots of different ways that you can consciously bring mindfulness into your day so for example breathing techniques are a really great way to start because they're very simple you've always got your breath to use at any given moment and it's just a really, I've found quite an effective way to practice mindfulness. So there are lots of different ways that you can do it, but a really simple one that I learned from the Anxiety Recovery Center is called the breathing waltz. So you just breathe in for three counts, hold for three counts, and then breathe out for three counts. And this is a really nice way to practice because it helps us just pay attention to our breath and the counting kind of stops any other thoughts that we might be having and focusing on those counts can just give us a bit of a brain break as I like to call it mm -hmm. um, from any thoughts which might be kind of spiraling out of control or if we're ruminating or if our thoughts are triggering some kind of emotional reaction then it's a really nice way just to take that little bit of a break and then yeah, restart, I guess, or refresh. Yeah. You know, it's funny because every time someone talks about breathing, it makes me conscious of my breath. Like automatically you're talking about it. I'm doing that exercise because it's just, I don't know. It's like something clicks and then you remember to breathe. It's the same thing. Like when people talk about drinking water, right? When I hear that, I'm like, okay, I have to drink some water now. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's as easy as just remembering to do a practice and that's enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think breathing is really great because we can kind of do it if we're commuting to work or if we're exercising or if we're having an argument with someone or if we're lying mm -hmm. in bed at night and we're worrying about the next day, we can tune into our breath kind of at any time. And I've used it uh, when I was about to do my first speaking presentation and I was so terrified of public speaking. Um, I had some really bad experiences when I was in high school, so I was really nervous about it. You know, I was still nervous, but being able to do these breathing techniques just helped me kind of stop myself from thinking oh what if I say this or what if I say that and what if I forget my words and what if this happens and this happens and this happens and it's absolutely a complete mm -hmm. disaster <laughs> so it just kind of yeah. slows all of that down and gives you a bit of a chance to I don't know just take a deep breath and then the act of taking a deep breath in itself is really calming because you're impacting your bodily functions and you know we have a very physical 
response to stress. So being able to have a little bit of an impact on how our body's reacting is a really great way to calm ourselves down. Before we go on, I'd love to tell you about our sponsor, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online store often described as Whole Foods products at Costco prices. All the top premium, healthy, and organic products at 25 to 50% below retail prices shipped straight to your door. Thrive Market members pay a $60 annual membership to get access to all the best healthy and organic products at wholesale prices, which most people will typically make back in savings within their first two orders. What I love most about Thrive Market is that they're making healthy living affordable for everyone. For each person who joins, Thrive Market donates a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. So together, we're all making healthy living more affordable and accessible. The Lavender Lifestyle listeners will get 20% off of their first purchase, plus a 30-day free trial and free shipping on orders that are $49 or more. To snag that deal, go to thrivemarket.com slash lavender. The link is also in the show notes below. All right, back to the podcast. Let's move on. Let's talk about your podcast, The Mindful Kind, which I love. It's short and sweet, and you're so great at just speaking through. Um, we'll first talk about what led you to start that podcast. It's actually really funny. So I had my website. I'd launched it about a month before, and I was blogging about well-being in general. So there was mindfulness and meditation and yoga and nutrition and just all kinds of things that I was really interested in. But I wasn't even sure that mindfulness was my focus yet. I was really passionate about it, but Mm. I didn't think that it was kind of the thing that I really wanted to talk about the majority of the time. Anyway, I was looking at starting a podcast and I originally wanted to do something about happiness. And then, you know, I started planning out the first couple of podcasts and I thought, oh, this just doesn't really feel right. And then I started looking at doing a podcast about meditation so I was researching the different podcasts that were out there and I was like, oh, there's kind of a lot on this already. Maybe I should look at something else. And then it was actually my boyfriend said, oh, he said something about the mindful kind. Like we were brainstorming different names and that just kind of came up. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great name. Yes. And I was like, oh, the mindful kind. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I could probably do something on that. And then the more that I looked into it, the more I thought, yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I planned out the first few episodes and thought, yep, great. This is going really well. And then I just launched it and yeah, it's done really well. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm just curious personally, like, do you write a script or do you just like have a topic or outline and go off of that? Because you speak so well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't the first episode that I tried to record and I spent about six hours, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> trying to do it just because I didn't know how to talk to myself and I didn't realize it was going to be that difficult to kind of just sit there and mm-hmm. and just talk you know and it's funny because I originally planned to have the episodes about half an hour long but even just getting through 10 minutes I I was really struggling so I wrote the first script for the first episode after that because I was at the point where I was about to give up And I recorded it and it went really well. And I thought, oh, okay, this is how I can do it if I need to. And then I just kind of got into that routine. I have a bit of a script, but I do deviate here and there. It's just so much easier when you're trying to edit an episode if there are less mistakes. It is. um, (laughs) But I love doing it. You know, it's my every Thursday I... 
have my um, my little notes and sit down and record it and upload it and everything. And I, I really love doing it now. I used to get so nervous, mm-hmm. but it's just become so important to me. What's been your favorite episode or maybe your most popular episode that our listeners can check out? Well, the first episode is always the most popular one. I think everyone goes back to the start okay. just to kind of hear a yeah. bit of an introduction, which is funny because I, I haven't been able to bring myself to re-listen to that one because I knew I was really nervous <laughs> and um, I have no idea how it sounds and the idea that so many people have listened to it is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel with my first episode too. <laughs> I did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, lately I've been doing mini series. So from, I think episode 71 to 76, I did the resilient series. So each episode, there's about five episodes, which talk about resilience in a bit more detail. And I've talked about research Mm. in the area and interesting mindfulness techniques we can use and just kind of gotten a little bit deeper into that specific topic. And I did run another series, a mini series, um, I think from episode 64 to 69, And that was all about positivity. So the series have done really well. And I think people like being Mm -hmm. able to listen to um, a couple of different episodes on that topic. And then because over on my blog, I wrote like a wrap up blog post and a free workbook with all the techniques that I shared on the episodes. Yeah. So everyone's really enjoyed that. I think (laughs) I love that. So yeah, everybody out there, you can go to Rachel's website, rachelcable.com. I'll link it in the blog post and down below in the description. I also want to talk about like your scary movies and mindfulness episode that caught my attention because I can totally relate. Like I hate scary movies because I just hate being scared. And what you said about being mindful about your feelings and your emotions and not judging them, that was really new and different for me. So do you want to share about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something I'm still very much practicing myself. Um, (laughs) This idea that we have negative and positive emotions is something that I'm really trying to explore a bit more because it's not necessarily true. You know, we've just put these labels on things that feel uncomfortable or things that make us feel pleasant. So this idea of exploring kind of fear and um, anger and sadness and just anything else which we've kind of labeled as negative has been something which has deepened my mindfulness practice because, you know, there's no way that we can get through life without experiencing emotions like this and they're actually really important. So being able to I guess allow myself the space to let myself feel them and to be, okay, well, how does this actually feel in my body and why do I think that it's bad? And often it's really interesting because it's not necessarily the emotion which hurts, it's the thoughts which accompany it. And it's great because we we can choose which thoughts we do and don't have. Once we're aware that we're having a thought, we can be like, oh, okay, I'm having this thought what would it be more helpful for me to be thinking right now? And often that has an impact on the emotions. So like I said, with scary movies, I I, I was the same. I used to hate watching scary movies because fear was something I was like, why do people voluntarily feel fear? You know, that just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Exactly. I don't get it. (laughs) So trying to watch these movies and be like, oh, I'm feeling fear. You know, I'm feeling fear because I'm thinking, oh, someone's going to jump out from behind that tree or, you know, whatever is happening that's scary. And just letting myself feel it and be like, oh, okay, this is what fear feels like. And it's not bad. It's just, it's just my body, you know, it's, it's just natural. And 
I guess just trying to explore it and be like, well, what does it Mm -hmm. actually feel like in my body? And for me, fear is my heart starts racing a little bit faster. My stomach might kind of tighten up a little bit and being able to just be aware of those physical sensations, you know, it's, it's really interesting to try and do. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting that you took an emotion and then you just like felt aware of the physical way that it made you feel. And then it just becomes like a bodily reaction, right? It doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just how your body reacts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's such a positive way to be looking at yeah. emotions or well, not necessarily positive, but it's such a useful way to be looking at our emotions because you know, sometimes it's our thoughts and our reactions to the emotion, which cause the most distress. You know, if you suddenly feel, you know, jealous because something's happened and, you know, you don't necessarily need to be feeling jealous, but you're feeling it and you're like, okay, that's all right. I'm feeling jealous right now. And what does that actually feel like in my body? You know, I feel kind of sick. I feel really nervous. My hands are shaking a little bit, Mm -hmm. maybe just being able to actually explore it and say, oh, okay, I need to give myself some time for self-care at the moment because this feeling is really, it really hurts, you know, being able Mm. to acknowledge that rather than ignore it or suppress it or allow it to kind of manifest in other ways, like then fighting with your partner about something completely different because you're actually really worried about this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I found it's really useful just to kind of cultivate that awareness. Mm, That's great. So I have to ask also, so for me, it's, you know, it's easy to be mindful when I have a lot of time, you know, when I don't have that much to do, I can take my time to journal, enjoy a slow morning. But what about those times where your life is incredibly overwhelmingly busy? Like what tips do you have for practicing mindfulness when we're in those stressful times? I really love this question. On three days of the week, I have a really, really busy day. I work at my part-time job. I get up just before six and it takes me about an hour to commute. And then I have a really busy day when I'm at work and then I commute back and by the time I get home and have a shower and make dinner and, you know, just all the general house kind of stuff and life kind of Mm -hmm. stuff that we need to do on those days, I feel like I don't really have time for those specific mindfulness practices. Like what I do on my other days of the week, I, I do start off with quite a mindful morning. I sit down and I have my breakfast and a coffee and have my dog with me and give him some cuddles and go and have a really nice shower and just go about things a bit more slowly and intentionally. But the funny thing is that we can actually do that when we are stressed or when we do have a busy time we just need to bring a bit more attention to what we're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, I I said when we have a mindful morning, we might sit down and enjoy our breakfast and a coffee, but we still do those things on the days when we are busy. We still have breakfast and a coffee and maybe it'll be a little bit faster than Mm -hmm. what we would like it to be, but we can still pay attention to the coffee of the flavor and the texture of our breakfast and just anything else that we can kind of notice about that moment. Also, there are a lot of activities which we do in our busy day-to-day lives, which we can do more mindfully. So I commute for about an hour and that's a really great opportunity for me to do a breathing practice or listen to a meditation on my phone or, you know, just even look around and just notice and people watch and look outside and watch the sunrise and Mm -hmm. just all these little things which you can actually pay attention to in everyday life. Right. So there's actually so many details that you can be become aware of. And that 
That does make a lot of sense. You know, even when you're busy, you still take time to eat. You still take time to do those little things like shower. And so you can always, always be mindful of those little moments. Mm, yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Last question. Do you have any favorite resources, whether they're like books or podcasts, whatever, that you can recommend for inspiration? Yeah, absolutely. There are more and more things which I'm discovering and more and more things which are launching. And I love finding new resources. So I have quite a few. Um, mm -hmm. The mindful.org website is a really great resource. It's got so many articles to explore. The Mind Body Green website also is doing quite a lot of mindfulness and meditation posts at the moment, which are really interesting to read. There's a lot of personal stories and experiences up there. Uh, some of my favorite books, I'm at the moment reading a book by Kate James called Be Mindful and Simplify Your Life, which is just a really mm. beautiful little book. And it's a great gift book. You know, it's, it's, it's very cute. So, mm -hmm. and she has another two books as well, which are great to have a little look through. Obviously my podcast, I talk a lot about mindfulness on there. So I love kind of talking to people about the podcast and seeing if they've listened or if there are topics which might interest them because I've covered so many different things. You know, I would hope that kind of anyone could go there and find a topic which might resonate with them. Uh, I've also used the Calm app, which has been really good. Mm. And they've got a book, which is beautiful as well. And I think just the last thing that I would like to mention is and this is going to sound kind of weird, but a yoga studio is one of my favorite, um, I guess, mindfulness places <laughs> to be. So oh, yeah. yeah, I go to yoga, um, every week and I just, I love the atmosphere and they've always got nice, um, incense and just being around people who are slowing down and mm -hmm. taking time for themselves. And I think being in that environment is really beautiful. I agree. I love going to the yoga studio, just like the essential oils that they spray. Like it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right. Thank you for being here on this podcast. I'll be sure to link all those resources down in the description or on my blog, but everyone out there, make sure you check out Rachel Cable on the Mindful Kind podcast and also on her website, rachelcable.com. That's spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L-K-A-B-L-E. Com. So yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Eileen. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye. Bye.